Hey everybody, welcome to Surface Level, a show that takes a look at society's expectations and rejects the ones we don't see it for. All from the perspective of three black queer best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Damon, and today, Tony, Jordan, and I are discussing the culture of doing it for the gram. Are we guilty of exaggerating our lifestyles on Instagram? At what point does curation become fabrication? This is hashtag stunt queens. Hashtag stunt queens. All right, so we're gonna kick this episode off. Like a lot of the girls are using the Instagram apparently as a dating app. Oh, that's not yeah, that's not a surprise. That yeah. that sounds accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the new grinder, the new yeah. jack. Ooh, what's that? The new tender, the new bubble. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> All the apps you've been on. <laughs> no ma'am. Um he's saying. Because you know I'm saved. So, a lot of the folks are flirting on the Instagram. So, let's figure out what type of Instagram flirter everyone is. So, this or that. Are you the type to slide in the DMs or like multiple weeks old photos? Tony? Both. Girl. It depends. It's It depends on who it is. If it's someone who really, you know... Who I fancy, uh, I may come across their page, I may be scrolling through, and I will feel free to like and rate, <laughs> review, <laughs> and subscribe. Instagramforsellpodcast.com. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it also depends on who the person, like, if it's someone that I feel like, oh, like, let me not show all my cards, I, I won't do the most. But I've not been above like sliding into some into someone's DM and and this is I mean maybe not sober Tony maybe not like just like mm. you know I woke up in the morning and saw the page <laughs> I was like let me go ahead and oh, slide man. in but you know sometimes during the demon time during in, during demon hours <laughs> I, I, I might you know be known to like say it how I'm. Feel it or mean it? Say it like I mean it? Jordan, what, so, what, you, what you doing, girl? I'm always going for the more subtle approach. So I will like photos, um, but I don't go back too far. Because I just feel like that's way too, that's, that's a little bit too much. So I'll do like recent photos. How recent? Like the first five mm. photos. Um, and... I mean, I gotta be, I gotta be really feeling myself to slide into a DM. <laughs> Cause like, well. and I, I do feel myself quite often. So like, I, um, <laughs> I, I will like slide into a DM, but like, it's, it's most likely like on a weekend, on a night out. Mm. It's not, I'm not, in, I'm three sheets to the wind at that point. I'm not, I'm not in my Ooh. right frame of mind if I'm DMing you for no damn reason. <laughs> oh, there's a reason. I mean, there is a reason, but you know, none that I'm too proud of. <laughs> to um, I don't really do either of these things. Lies. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Like, in real life, I hadn't really been single since, like, I'm single now, but... 2004. Ooh, 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 hold on. Well, I mean, listen. I did not not ask. Speak the truth. Speak the truth. I did not ask. The truth shall set you free. Nobody asked for feedback. The truth (laughs) shall set you free. I'm free. (laughs) 
like I hadn't really been single since Instagram became a dating app. So really? like, I, seriously, like, oh, yeah. I, I, no, I've been in relationships for You're years. You're a serial dater? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. I've been in extended relationships that all expanded long periods of time, but were with very limited people. So I would not say I'm a serial dater. I don't like to meet and exchange energy with multiple people. That um, accurate. So you yeah. find a guy and you got, and you yeah. have them for so, a long so, time. Yeah. So like when it became a thing, like I wasn't using it in that way. So right. that's why I would say neither. Yeah, and I think it's just at that point when like Instagram came out, when you were seeing, we were just still Instagramming like, our, our sushi rolls. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Making those like pit collages. Pictures of like the Empire State Building. <laughs> right. All right. All right. So next one. So are you posting your own thirst traps or responding to others? Jordan? Um, I, oh, wow. I think I'm doing a little bit of both. Um, but I'm probably... I'm probably posting mine more than I'm responding to others. What's your thirst traps look like? My thirst traps are very luxurious. <laughs> uh, whenever, whenever I'm like, you know, I'm at the civil house. <laughs> whenever I'm like in my element, I'm in a like, castle, you know, in a, in a castle, in like a very like special private area. Um, remote place. That's a thirst trap for me. <laughs> She's fle- flexing the bicep in all. So I I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more so posting my thirst traps. I don't really respond to, um, other thirst traps. I do, but like not often. Just during demon time. (laughs) Uh, Tony. I will do a combination of both because I'll definitely respond to a thirst trap. There's so many out there, Mm. but I'll respond. I don't, I don't have a problem with that because, you know, express yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Our resident sex kid. Yeah. Well, (laughs) 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 but when it comes to posting thirst traps, like not very often, and I think people look. I might po- post myself in a suit, and somebody might call that a thirst trap. That, that's their that business. That's their business. Mm. That has nothing to do with me. A suit is a thirst. I'm doing me, baby. I'm I'm dressed for success, <laughs> and you like it. And so, therefore, for me, it's a photo of me in business wear, and for you, it's a thirst trap. But. Sometimes I do like to get a little scantily clad and like, you know, let it all hang out because most times my mama gave me what I got. And <laughs> so I'm going to flaunt it like Beyonce told me to. I think what well, the mom definitely be. I'm not responding to no type of girls. And I, I think that if I post a photo, it's not that I'm trying to trap you. It's just that you may be thirsty. <laughs> Well, you there's a contest. You, you give people enough to drink recently. <laughs> I just it's summer. You, you love that. You love that natural light coming into the bedroom. <laughs> right? I have a beautiful light in my bedroom, <laughs> and I like to share the world through how I see myself in those. You times. know what? You you one of those poetic just just thoughts. just baking souffle. <laughs> I thought the lighting in my bedroom was so gorgeous, so I decided to take this photo. Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. Love probably it. make a sculpture later. You know what? Love, I, respect, I, respect, I, respect I respect the poetic thought. Be thoughtful in your ways <laughs> and thoughtful as well. <laughs> All right. And then finally, are you a public or private girl? Are you responding in public posts and in someone's comments? Or are you responding to their stories? As of late, it don't matter. If (laughs) if, If you really float my boat, you will get a comment in your comments mm-hmm. you'll get uh, uh, uh reaching out if i felt so inclined you, in the boat. you, the cap- you know cap- I, 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 I let someone know like i'm crushing on you mm. and i got a crush on i you. think i i'm a i'm a i'm a woman <laughs> of a certain age <laughs> and so i feel like sometimes the the best approach is a direct approach and i think that i found that people actually enjoy that and you can get a lot farther if you you know a close mouth don't get fed you know that, right? <laughs> and Jordan, what do you think? Moving on. <laughs> I absolutely am not in the comments. Um, unless I have like an actual rapport with you in real life. Um, once again, I'm in DMs if I'm three sheets to the wind on the weekend. Okay. That's that's when I'm in the DMs. Otherwise, I'm fine. just I'm just I'm just uh viewer of your content just an angel in disguise basically (laughs) and we will cross that bridge when we never get to it (laughs) well come on i i guess i'll respond to more stories because i I think that that promotes engagement and it feels more natural to me it's easier to respond to yeah it just it just feels like a natural progression of a conversation yeah versus like what am i supposed to say like yeah, bro, in your comments. Right. I but I think some people time. get that confused where it's like you respond to a story and all of a sudden it's the script is flipped where they're like you're direct messaging someone and it's like, girl, this is how it works. Right. I'm just like that when I press the button to say, oh, this is a lovely thing you've posted, it comes to you. <laughs> That's how the platform okay. works. Less. You've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the, the, the point of today's episode is to talk about the 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 kind of culture Instagram's carved out for everybody in feeling like they need to show their life in a certain light. So we're gonna start with something I guess that's quite personal um, and talk about the biggest stunt that we've kind of pulled on Instagram. So let's start with Jordan. Mm. Why are we starting with me? Because you're the quietest and the one that's most like. I'm reserved and I don't, I'm not in the comments. I'm not in the DMs unless I'm two sheets to the wind. So you must, (laughs) you, you sound like, oh, three Three sheets. sheets. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I heard it on Real Housewives of Potomac. Giselle said it. And she was just like, you were three sheets to the wind. I've and heard it, but three sheets to the wind is a common phrase when, it's you, a common phrase. when you are tore up. I know what it means, but I mean, like, <laughs> there, there's probably like a, there's like an old weird colloquialism that explains what it oh, actually yeah, means, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know what it means. I, yeah, I, I just, just think it means that you just like. It means <laughs> you're on, you in demon time. You're <laughs> on, you <laughs> on demon time. No, I'll drop. Um, <laughs> the girls are on drugs. On drugs, you are going to jail. <laughs> Jordan, get us back focused. Um, okay, yeah. So, all right. So, I was on vacation. Um, yes, tell the story. And 
checked into my room. It was a standard room. Um, and I brokered a um, friendship with one of the staff at the hotel. Brokered? Yeah. Oh, right now. Mm. Um, and he gave me a tour of the presidential suite. Mm. Oh. I know this. Story. I know this. <laughs> I'm curious about what person this story is. I'm going to hear more. Um, I mean, it's, it's not that riveting. I just, you know, I went to the presidential suite, obviously. Where were you? And I was in a hotel. Where? Near a body of water. Where? <laughs> what city? There was, you know, a, a city... With, you know, with bodies of water. With bodies of water and sand. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, in a different language. Um, a, a different mother tongue. And... <laughs> I took a, I took a series of stories of the presidential suite and I didn't, I didn't act like it was my room. I just didn't let people know that it wasn't my room. Okay. Um, so that was probably the biggest stunt that I ever pulled. But you know, they say about withholding information is Mm. that can also be, it's kind of like a lie. A lie. It's a lie. A lie. I mean, it's a lie. The lies. (laughs) The lies. If, if anybody is ever so fortunate to become the fourth dream, you will (laughs) learn more about this story. We're going to move on to, uh, Miss Tony. Well, I don't know. I kind of let it all hang loose. I, I, I I don't, I don't want to draw. I'm, I don't wear draws. <laughs> um, you know, depending on how I feel, but I I can't say that I've like done a thing to like intentionally be like, all right, do this, I'm gonna make it look like that, and it's gonna be but I you're will pretty, say pretty organic. I will say there yeah. are times when I, I will post stuff and maybe it's a throwback. Like I don't always give like the girls a caption, but Everyone's so gullible these days that when you post something, they think that you're there in that moment. That's how people consume instant. social media. It's instant, insta, instant, instant. Crime. And so they think like, oh, you posted, you know, a photo of like I posted being in Dubai or something like that, and they're like weeks later, right? Months <laughs> later, years later, and they're like, oh my god, how was it? I, I I'm going there next month, and it's giving girl. I'm at home. I'm here. I'm here in Harlem oh. on my couch posting a photo that came up because I went there however many years ago on this day. Take me back. So it's not necessarily like a stunt in that way because I, 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 don't, I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. I don't have the energy. It does take quite a bit of energy. It takes a lot of energy. But I will say that can be like like that, that can be fun. I know there are the girls out there who post stuff and they're like, oh, I'm in Greece and it was giving Shut girl. Up. You were in Greece three weeks ago. Now you're posting these. This, you're you're, you're in, posting you're, different photos from that same trip. I get it. You're in best it's your job. You're an influencer. Like you're Miss Rona. Who the fuck knows where the girls are? I can't tell if somebody's quarantined at the house or if they had Child, the girls Tel Aviv. Who, the, girls, <laughs> the girls who had Rona are, are Tel Aviv. The girls who had Rona who were crying wolf. Well, not necessarily crying wolf. They were crying, crying because <laughs> they had Rona right. are out in these streets. And I'm right. giving, did you just have Rona and you were saying it wasn't worth it? They oh. think they got the antibodies, but who knows what they really, anyway. <laughs> um, I would say, so we, we as a group went and saw this play last year called, uh, one and two. Yes. And which was about the HIV rate in the black queer community. Yes. And there was a line in the play that said, and for those like black gay couples who are posting Christmas photos and matching sweaters with their miniature poodle in it, 
Oh, that that, tri- that triggered you, baby. I think that the biggest stunt I pulled was some of the things that I shared with the world about the space that I was in in my last relationship. And that's not to say anything negative about my former partner or the experiences that we shared together. But it is to say that I think a lot of what we shared as a couple represented something that wasn't true to the experiences that we were having as a couple. Right. Um, And like, yeah, there were moments that were happy and we took photos of them and posted them. Um, And I think that a lot of, there were times that we shared right before those moments that were not so happy. And I think that we, became one of those people where people are like, oh my God, you guys are couple goals. And like, mm-hmm. I want to be like you all. And I just remember thinking, you don't understand what it is like to be like us. A lot we of pressure. are both full human beings who do not have all of our shit figured out. And we are not sharing that with you. And you see the thing that we're presenting as the best moments of our experience. And there were some amazing moments of our experiences together. But I think a lot of what we portrayed wasn't necessarily the fullness of what we were experiencing. Mm. That makes um, sense. Yeah. And I think like it, it kind of goes into this point of like curating your life. And like, I want to take the, the best moment, like our, our, for a very um, long time, my Instagram had a, had a quote from, um, or a lyric from a Jesse Boykin song that said, these are the wonder years. Mm. Um, because I felt that my Instagram was this representation of like the very best moments of my existence and the very best moments of my experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think parts of that are still true. Like I experienced those things, but, but they happened, they happened. But what, what do we, where's the line between experiencing something that's kind of, like a really excuse me a really curated identity versus becoming a stunt like what is there a line where we say like you're just being fake at this point and that's not who you are or is there absolutely oh jordan feel strong (laughs) i mean i just i've like in so many words that you just said i think that when um when your life or what you represent to be your life um isn't actually what you're experiencing day to day when you're just like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to take a picture of this and I'm going to post this with this caption because this is what I want to communicate to the world. Even though you may feel the opposite, I feel like that's when you're doing a bit too much. And I think that it's really difficult right now because I think that for a lot of people, Instagram and um, influencer marketing is like a, is, is a real career. It's a real profitable career. A lot of people are monetizing from it. So, and I'm not knocking that hustle or anything, but I do think that, I do think that it has long-term, um, long-term, I guess, side effects in terms of like your own perception of what happiness looks like. I remember I was watching, did you guys watch High Fidelity on Hulu? With Zoe Kravitz? I I did. I tuned in. I tuned in for (laughs) the cute man and then, and then so much to watch. I Okay. Keep going. So there's this one scene where Zoe, she goes to her, her ex-girlfriend's, um, dinner party and her ex-girlfriend is like this super successful influencer. And, um, the dinner party that she's at was, is with all these other social media influencers. And by the middle of the dinner, she realizes that, um, her ex-girlfriend didn't really know anybody else there. 
they were all people that she just briefly met online and they brought them together so they can have a brand sponsored dinner. Mm. And then even at the end where they were just like everyone left and you know, they're in, they're in this woman's house and she was just like, Oh, I have to leave. Like I have to leave by 10 o'clock or it's going to be like, you know, a shit show for me. And she's just like, Oh, what do you have going on? She's just like, I have to leave. This is like a rental space. I think that when it gets to that point, like, I just feel like it's a, I I personally think that's a bit too much. Like, I just think that um, it pains me to see that there are certain careers that are requiring people to sort of make these poor um, decisions that could help them set up themselves for like future success, like saving money and not spending money on like rental spaces and clothes and jewelry and all these type of things, just so they can get more engagement on their pages. Like, I feel like that's when it becomes too much. And honestly, we're in the beginning of this whole influencer movement. I don't think there is like a lot of, that's the new celebrity. Yeah. But we don't have like, we don't have like long-term examples you know what I mean? Of what that looks like, what the end of that career right. path looks like. And to me, it looks like it's a very narrow field. There's only like a very few amount of people who probably, who make it. And it's just like, okay, I can make a life, you know, a life right. out of this. Well, I, I liken it to like housewives, you know, when the housewives of Atlanta or just the housewife franchise period, they came out. It was all like people who are actual A-list and like celebrities shun them. They were beneath them, you know, wanting nothing to do with them. And all these years later, those very same housewives are celebrities. They're Bravo celebrities. I think that's what influencers are these days are there. It's new. It's different. It's the new form of celebrity. Like kids growing up now, they want to be influencers. They're not like, oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be, they want to be an influencer. That wasn't a thing when we were growing up. So I think it's still very much understudied. Like you said, it's still there. You're still trying to figure out the case studies of what that looks like long-term. But for me, you brought up a point that does cross the line for me. Like if you're going to be an influencer, be an influencer, do your thing, take photos, like curate the moment. But if you are pretending that, certain things are a part of your life in real life to like people who actually know you and your friends and people you interact with. I think that's when it crosses the line when you are delusional now and that you are confused about your own life. And now all of a sudden you think that you live this life when you live this life for camera, you live this life for social media, but in real life, that's not your life. That's when I think it crosses over when it becomes when you blur the lines and now you're trying to like keep up with the Joneses, for example, or just to call it a thing. Like it's not cute to make a million dollar check and then still be renting your house. Yeah. That's very gotta. That's yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Demar. I think it becomes a stunt when it impedes your ability to portray truth and I say that in any space and it could be friends who don't post photos of interactions with friends because it like screws up their whatever weird thing they've decided their Instagram has to be three posts at a time and it has to be this structure or whatever it may be I would say the same thing for influencers like that whole career path came out of bloggers 
which were just random people sharing their truths, sharing things that was my grandmother's recipe and I want to share this with the world or sharing, I have great style and I'm a random person from not a major fashion capital and I want to use the internet to amplify my style. And I think the monetization of it has made it kind of pathetic. Like nobody has, uh, oftentimes people don't have a point of view. Oftentimes it's just someone paid you to pretend like you like a thing because you have a bunch of followers. And furthermore, then you're curating your life to be something you're not like how many queer boys do we know who live in that space and they either pretend to be straight or just purely don't acknowledge their sexuality. And that part is like, is it, it's very annoying. Is it worth it? Like, is it, is it worth it to, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. And, and, and is it worth it in the sense that, you now have a platform, a platform in which you could be doing things to help other people who are like you. But in a way, you're contributing to the, 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 the space that has created what, what makes everything negative. Like you're contributing to queer people, LGBTQ people feeling shame. Mm-hmm. In a way, you're contributing to the, the same things that made you try and escape your hometown and move to New York City because you felt like it was the place where you could find some level of family. And you found it. And then how many times have we been at events or kickbacks or socials and we see these people existing as their true selves. And then we see them on the Internet existing in a way that is not in any way reflective of that. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the, the masculinity episode. It's just that if if this job or this thing can't accept you for your full black queer self are you really gaining much happiness and joy and experiencing it so hard though i mean not not to like you know make excuses but i do feel like it's really hard when that's your stream of income and you're kind of dealing with this decision of this like do i make this proclamation of who I am and who I really like who I really am and then run the risk of like bringing my prices down. Right. Or do I feed into the machine and do what I feel like is going to generate more engagement, likes, sponsorships Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I can support myself and then. Well, I think the ones who are, who are doing it right are they have, a balance. They have their sister circle, if you will, where they do that thing and then they go back to their their actual circle of friends who know the deal, who know what's up, and they know. And I think that's perfectly fine. I just think it's unfortunate that we put that, I guess, in a capitalist system, money and how we make it is more important than being the person you are like how how much does that fuck up your mental health how much does that harm you and have you living with stress and anxiety to make to go into so many spaces 
And if we're talking talking about influencer life, a lot of those spaces are um, social as well to have to mm-hmm. exist in so many social spaces and pretend to be a person. It's got to be tough. It, it has to be tough. And it's work. And but 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 it might not even be that much of work at this point, though. I it, feel like it, it has to pretend to be a human that you are not. <laughs> I refuse to believe it is not a lot of work. Ooh, baby, I can only be me. I feel like and I'm and I'm going to say this just because I feel like I'm probably the biggest code switcher out of this mm-hmm. uh, group of three. I feel like for me, at least it's like autopilot now. It's not though. Like how often do you talk to me about your anxiety and how often do you talk about the fact that you feel like you have to be a certain thing in spaces? It, you may think it's autopilot, but like we talk about it and you are not happy with the decisions that you make and pretending to be somebody else. A lot of the times. And it's just like we right because it's like how, it's like how did, how does that make you feel right like we coax ourselves and how is that working out for you like we coax ourselves into thinking like oh no I can just like turn my like queerness down and like dial my blackness back a touch and like pull my femininity to like level three Shut and like it's cool and like you're not happy in doing that pulled. like you're a- anxious in the spaces that you are professional or you're you're not. Or like you're you're waiting until the moment where you can get to my like my sisters Jordan and Tony and I can be the full expression of myself. Mm. And I, I just think that we like fool ourselves into thinking that like it's just all cool. Mm. I don't have to come back. Well, I, it's not about a comeback. <laughs> I, just, I just think that, like, no, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I agree. Like, yeah, like, and, I think and, it's easy. I think it's easy to convince yourself that you are doing something for a larger purpose, yeah, or at least for a very long time. Like, I convinced myself, like, okay, if I just do what I need to do to appeal to these people, then I can get this job, or I can get this promotion, mm-hmm. or I can get this. Um, whatever connection is, or right. whatever, um, then it's all going to, it's all going to be worth it in the end. And you're right. I mean, the time that I was probably the most happy was when, um, I finally like started working at a job a couple of years ago where I didn't have to pretend like I came in as exactly who I was like in the highest like level of management, like the founders yeah. was just like, Oh, I really fuck with Jordan. Like, yeah. Well, I think one of the times, one of the times I seen Jordan most liberated and it was new. I had friends of mine text me like, you've seen Jordan's uh, Instagram. And I was like, what's going on? What happened? What happened? <laughs> was when you got let go from a job and you got laid off and we've all been through that. But I think, and you've said this, you like that. I learned so much. I learned that, you know, it can happen to me. Like you went through a bad experience and I think it liberated you in a way that you found a different, like, uh, I don't know, a moment. It was a learning lesson in multiple ways and it allowed you to be like, I'm not perfect. Like bad things can happen to me and it's okay. And it's how you get through those things and it builds character. It's just like an old house or something where it's like so much character be- because of all the things that it's experienced. Yeah. And so I think that's part of the, the learning, the, you know, life's lesson. For so us that's, speaking of old houses, like that's the most beautiful thing. 
like a, a space or a thing that's been through something. It, it's weathered and it's worn, but like it tells a story mm. and it tells a story of authenticity and it's not a white box. Mm. Okay? Mm. That's what's more interesting. That That's the, to me personally, just me, Damon. That's what's more interesting. Just love me. <laughs> <laughs> me. But okay, I think we kind of went down a rabbit hole about the social media, but I think that we should close on a space that talk, highlights like the beauty that can come from it. So like, what are some of the things you've seen on Instagram or other social platforms that really inspire you? Um, Jordan, let's start with you. Okay. So after everything that I said, (laughs) (laughs) I really do admire a lot of influencers, Instagrams. And I'll say this because like, I am proficient in Adobe Creative Suite, so Photoshop, Illustrator, um, you name Premiere it. Pro, all those things, and Cut the the, am- the amount of skill, you name it. the <laughs> amount of skill level that it takes to curate these pages, like, and I will assume that most of them do this on their own. Like that is a true skill set to be able to like put together these compositions and to put together these color palettes and to put together these looks and to do it all on their own, or maybe just like collaborate with someone else who's Uh trying to build a profile for themselves. Like I just really love beautiful, like well balanced Instagram pages. Like, I mean, Instagram is a very visual platform and I'm a very visual person. I am addicted to Pinterest, so it's only right that like I'm always on Instagram. Shit, all the girls still on Pinterest. Love, <laughs> love Pinterest. Get on Pinterest. Do not design a space without Pinterest. Honestly, it's the best thing. But like I, I, I do love that about influencers. Like I think that the amount of creative skill set and acumen that it requires to build out these visual universes is really impressive. And then also like as of recently, I've been really following a lot of these like therapists and psychologists Instagrams, um, which I think is beautiful. Like I love the fact that they're bringing these, um, these messages and these ideas and these like, I guess practices to a large crowd is very inspiring to me. Like I went to therapy and I'm seeing that a lot of therapists are like taking what they're telling their, their patients and they're bringing it to Instagram and people are sharing it around and they're learning what it's like to create barriers or learn how to say no or self-love and self-affirmation. So I love those pages as well. Mm. Tony? I don't know. For me, I, as of late, I'll say that I, I enjoy, I enjoy a curated account, but I enjoy, if you can balance curation with making it feel organic, I think that for me is ideal. But I do love some of these pages that like anything that shows like beautiful images of black people is always a win for me. And I just love to see us shown in a positive light. So though that's the type of content that I gravitate to the most, but then I think there are certain pages out there where I might not have any idea what the topic is, what they're talking about, but it's just beautifully captured the way that they, you know, post speak about it. Um, there's something to, there's a skill set there that's very important. Like social media is, you know, one of the most important mediums out uh, when it comes to promoting yourself. It's a platform that you don't need to pay for. It's free. 
Um, and so I, I enjoy when people know how to tap into it and do it in a smart way that doesn't feel contrived. Contrived. Yeah. Well, I'm really into art on Instagram. Like I, when, when the world was open in New York, I would often go to galleries and things. And I think that Instagram's given me the space to explore artists that I can't physically see in New York City. Um, and I think that for people that don't even live in New York City, it gives them the space to explore um, artists in general. So like a lot of the art, like I, I post that sometimes about art in my house. And I think that I found some really great people like Devin Wesley, um, PJ Harper, who does Pygmalion, Junebug, who've done some of the pieces that I've ordered kind of prints and things from that I find really interesting. Um, yeah. And then just like Tony said, things that show black people, black queer people, very black, black boy heel, like things, I, things that make me feel seen and represented in a way that is interesting. We love to see it. Love to we see love it. to see it. But all right, guys, uh, this is all the time we have this week. But let's keep the conversation going. You know, let us know your thoughts and questions at surfacelevelpodcast.com. And if you enjoyed this discussion, please rate, review, and subscribe. And you can stay updated by following us on Instagram or subscribing at our YouTube at Surface Level Podcast. And remember, stay curious.